0: It's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaCanfora. All right, let's continue with the mailbag, guys. We're just running down questions, and we'll do this, uh, you know, once a week. We're going to start doing this and leading up to camp. And once we get to camp, then we're going to be making our rounds, and, and we'll be talking about a variety of things that really matter towards getting ready for the season. Um, who has the most pressure on them at quarterback? The question comes in our mailbag this season. What quarterback has the most pressure on them? Obviously, Mahomes is a Super Bowl winner. He has no pressure, right? I mean, he's we we expect him to be great. Maybe Lamar with the new deal to 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 kind of come through. Um, I think any time a quarterback gets a new deal, there is extra added pressure. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at this question, Baldy, and I'm going, Dak Prescott, right? Mm-hmm. Dak? I
1: well, mean, 15 hoop- interceptions. Hoop- I mean, let's let's look at this. He did lead the league in interceptions for the first time. I mean, he, did, he was out of character, but he had a number of bad ones, and he had some in the postseason too, um, you know, which really cost him two against San Francisco and a playoff loss where they didn't score a touchdown. Right. And the 49ers have been their nemesis in the playoffs two years in a row. The Dallas Cowboys, I saw this graphic. It's not mine, so I I, I wish I could credit the person who put it out there, but it was pretty alarming. Since 2000, the Dallas Cowboys, largely with Tony Romo and with Dak Prescott, have won four playoff games since 2000. The Arizona Cardinals- 23 years? 23 years now, they've won four playoff games. The Arizona Cardinals have five playoff wins. The Carolina Panthers have eight playoff wins. The Cowboys are stuck almost at the bottom with four playoff wins since 2000. Since 2000. So to say that Dak Prescott has got pressure on him, I mean, I played in Dallas. You're always going to get measured against Roger Stahlbach. I played with Danny White, Gary Holcomb, different guys. They got measured against Roger. Fair, not fair. It's just Dallas. Yeah. Uh, anybody that followed Troy Aikman got compared to Troy Aikman. Um, right or wrong, it's just it's just the standard in Dallas, and it's and it's you know it's like that in Green Bay for Jordan Love you know, to, to follow Bart, Bart Starr, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, like there's a standard. So I feel like you're not wrong, Carl. Like you could say, Dak, he's got a, you know, the coordinator's gone, head coach now calling the plays. Um, there's been a huge investment in wide receivers. Brandon Cooks is back, is in, um, you know, the offensive line has been addressed, uh, you know, defensively, nobody in this league has taken the ball away more than the Dallas Cowboys in the last two years to give the ball back to the offense for extra at bats. I, I feel like you. I feel like Dak Prescott. All right, he got hurt last year, missed games. All right, yeah. but you know, you know, Cooper came in and won four games in a row. He did. He did his job. He, you know, he held serve. And so, so I feel you're right. I feel like all lines. They're the most popular franchise. Nobody. Uh, you either love them or hate them. Uh, It's the most important franchise in our entire industry. The Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones knows that. So, yes, it's it's time for Dak to step
0: up and ball out. Yeah, Baldy, I thought last year, as we go through these questions, guys, in our mailbag, who has the most pressure on them at quarterback? I thought last year he, not the entire season, but he was pressing at the end. Like the mistakes started to mount. And I felt like he was pressing, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we watch some of these other guys, uh, and this is why I think there's still some doubts about Dak and whether he can get them over the top. But when you watch some of the other guys, when they make mistakes, okay, even Jalen last year, who had an amazing season and leads the Eagles to the Super Bowl, when he did make mistakes, it was over. Like he didn't press, and you felt like he came back out and he was going to make the right reads, and he wasn't just like, I got to get it there and then he throws into to to uh, uh in the coverage and I felt that way when I watched Dak last year at the end of the season and then they go into that San Francisco game and we talked about it I mean it was uh, you know that San Francisco defense but but do you agree did you feel that when you watched him as the season progressed once he came back he made plays yeah. but but there were times where I just felt like do I trust him in this moment you know what I mean well, I mean, you remember the game down in
1: Jacksonville. I mean, they got a comfortable two-touchdown lead in that game, and he throws a horrible interception. Like, he's under pressure. He's in the pocket. He's stepping up. I guess he's trying to get it to Dalton Schultz, and there's Rayshon Jenkins. Pick six, right? Ooh, terrible interception. Now, the one at the end of the game yeah. in overtime, like, that was, you know, that's a drop. It's not on Dak. But, you know, sure. the quarterback, you know, he's got to shoulder that. You, you look at Washington at the end of the season, and he's throwing these balls to the sideline late. And his progression, and the ball's just dying out there. It's just a wounded quail, and it's getting picked off. And so, I do think, I you know, and, and look, I you know, Mike Mike McCarthy came in. They sat down. They watched them all. Like you don't sit, go down and sit and watch all the interceptions. Like I think Eli Manning led the league in interceptions one year. Yeah, and he did that. He went back, and Tom Coughlin and him, they they addressed it. Like I, I think it's important to address it. What he saw, what he felt. Why did it like I, I I, do think there's a learning that can come from the mistakes. Maybe not tell it like not make those mistakes again. That That's kind of a given. But like what what was it that made you make those throws? And what do we need to do to make sure we take those out of your game and to eliminate those from your game? Because he's that been a guy that has thrown a lot of interceptions in his career? You know, uh, you can you can say that. Big games, he hasn't played great, but it's, interceptions hasn't been a big part of uh, things that you could say about Dak until last year. And so uh, I think him and Mike probably, you know, have figured a lot of it out uh, by this point, getting ready for the season. And, you know, obviously you miss a month after, you, you know, you, the offseason. And injuries have been a part of it. The broken ankle and, the, you know, the injury last year. Like that stuff is, you know, those things kind of start to mount. Because, really, you kind of just want to line up and play 17 every year right now.
0: All right, Baldy, a couple of more before we get out of here. In the huddle, guys, subscribe, like us, tell your friends about us. We're on YouTube as well. You can watch there as we break down all things NFL each and every week. New episodes come out Tuesday and Thursday, usually, unless there's breaking news. Um, Jordan Love, he got my attention this week. Well, last week, with the Father's Day post, where he goes, hey, Chicago, happy Father's Day. (laughs) Go, Pac, go. And everybody's like, whoa. And I'm thinking, Baldy, you're not Aaron Rodgers, bro. You don't own Chicago yet. You haven't won that much to be making fun of Chicago to that degree. If that was Aaron Rodgers, I'd laugh because he owned him. But the question from the mailbag is about Jordan Love. And he seems to be confident, but the question is about, What is your, uh, what's your opinions on Jordan love taking over for Aaron Rodgers, and will he be successful? He seems a little bit cocky to me. (laughs) That is what the question is. What do you take? What do you make of it, Baldy?
1: Well, his teammate Jair Alexander, you know, came to his defense and said best quarterback in the league, whatever. I mean, just hyperbole at this point. I mean, just watch Aaron Rodgers. you know, since he's coming to this league, you know, play the position as well as anybody. So like, I don't know what to think, honestly, like, they don't look like a very good team around Jordan Love. Now, the good ones elevate players. And maybe Christian Watson kind of, you know, at one point, like he had like nine touchdown catches in five weeks, and he went on a tear last year. And it might, might have started against the Philadelphia Eagles when Jordan Love actually got a chance to play and looked good in the fourth quarter against the Eagles.
0: Baldy, let um, me ask you real quick. Do you think they they rely more on Aaron Jones this year? Well, that that would, that would be smart. I mean, Aaron Jones
1: has sixty touchdowns in the last six years. I mean, he's been an elite player. Um, he's up there against with anybody that's played the position, you know. And um, AJ Dillon, like that's a good one-two punch. Uh, you know, they drafted a tight end, Watson, uh, Romeo Dobbs. I mean, you know, we've got some young receivers. Um, you know, the, the defense was awful last year. And I think at one point I counted seven number one draft picks on that defense. Yeah. They didn't play well as a group. They didn't didn't play well. I mean, they gave up 380 yards rushing to the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, it was ugly. Um, They ran the same plays against them over and over and over again. I mean, Rashawn Gary coming back will help that front, um, provided he comes back healthy. You know, it was a big loss when he went down. But, you know, I want to see, you know, we're going to learn a lot about the coach. You know, we put the coach up in an upper ech- echelon. You know, that's with Aaron Rodgers.
0: And so now
1: yeah. we see Jordan Love with what a, a, a wide receiving core that looks awfully young, awfully inexperienced, yet it's his core. It's his team. So I would expect that Jordan Love will get better. I hope he gets better as the season goes along. Now, I saw him play his only start in the league. It was in Kansas City his rookie year. They didn't score a touchdown that day. He could have gotten uh, the ball a hundred times. They weren't scoring. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he wasn't ready yet. Right. So he's had years to watch and learn. Um, I remember talking to his college coach, Matt Wells, who coached him at Utah State. And Matt said when he was drafted, now they're going to fall in love with his arm, Baldy, and they're going to get fall in love with his talent. But he's not ready to play. He, he, needs, he needs time to sit and to learn. Well, he's gotten that. And so the talent is there. The arm is very, very good. In fact, when you watch him play, Carl, you know, whether it's preseason, fourth quarter against the Eagles, even against Kansas City, like you'll see a lot of things that remind you of Aaron. I mean, Mm -hmm. just the way he takes a snap, drop back, like the release is elite, all that. Now it comes down to decision-making, you know, handling pressure, reading defenses, like all that stuff we have. He's got to go prove it to us. And um, it helps if everything around them is good. Now, we'll see if Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins and, you know, the, the offensive line can stay healthy. They've had trouble doing that. That will help them. Uh, but I'm like everybody else. I just want to sit back and, and watch. I want to see a kid progress. I want to see a kid, you know, when I saw him in a scrimmage against the Jets two years ago, he looked pretty good in a scrimmage. But, you know, it's, games are different. Um, if I would say this to, to Jordan, like, you know, I would throw, zip it, throw away the key, talking about any team out there. There's just no, like, just let your play do the talking and um, surprise everybody. Cause I don't think anybody is put, picking the Packers to be a playoff team, to win the division. Like, none of that. Detroit beat them twice last year. Like, I don't think anybody's picking them, but it would be, it would be a quite a shock and awe if the Packers are in a a fight for the playoff division um, and the division in December this year.
0: All right. Last thing, Baldy. And this is an interesting question in our mailbag. Who is the best running back in the NFL? Who? So
1: look, I I did a piece on Josh Jacobs last year, uh, this past week. I don't know. 800,000 people watched it, the views or whatever, whatever that is. Josh Jacobs chimed in. Thanks for the love, Baldy. Like, he was, he led the league in rushing. He was elite. Um, Derrick Henry has won this rushing title a number of times. Yeah. But when I watched Nick, and you know, there's Dalvin Cook, and there's Brees Hall looked really good for seven weeks. Like, I could go through the list. Christian McCaffrey was extraordinary in San Francisco. But when I watched Nick Chubb in, in Cleveland, I went back and watched this, and he's dedicating his season. The late great James Jim Brown. Yeah. So, and I go, that's scary because he's the only running back I have seen outside of Jamal Charles that has averaged five yards or greater a carry for five straight years in a row. Like Emmett Smith didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders didn't do it. Like you just go through the list of running backs. Adrian Peterson didn't do it. The list of great running backs. Barry Sanders, like none of these guys did it. Now, Jamal Charles did it. But, you know, one year he had, like, 12 carries or whatever. You know, he got hurt. Um, there's only one Nick Chubb. like, and, and and you watch teams try to tackle that guy. And you go, man, if Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper and these guys do what yeah. they're supposed to do <clears> throat> behind throat> a pretty darn good offensive line and maybe the best left guard in football in Joel Batonio, um, he might very well lead the league. In rushing, it might be six years in a row where he's averaging over five yards of carry. Remember now, five, four yards of carry is like the is the standard. Like if you can average four, like you're you're there. If you get to four and a half, you're elite. He's averaged five yards or greater, five straight years in a row. And he doesn't look like he's slowing down. I watched this. like a lot of us do on social media, workout and train. Yeah. Like 230 plus pounds. He's not Derrick Henry big. But he's Derrick Henry strong. Strong, yes. Derrick Henry fast, Derrick Henry powerful. So it's hard for me to put anybody above Nick Chubb at this point, right now.
0: What he's done. The initial contact <clears throat> with Nick Chubb, it was this way when he was at Georgia. And people forget he had a horrific knee injury at Tennessee while he was yep. playing running back at Georgia. And came back off of that injury. And I think he's better and stronger than he ever has been. I think so. But but I asked him one time, Baldy, I said, you know, people underestimate your speed because they look at you. And then you get out on the field and he's running away from people. Yeah. And he was like, it's always been that way. Like, people don't think that I'm fast until we get out there. And then they realize, damn, this guy is fast. So, you know, that's that's what's crazy.
1: To that point, you know, he has the longest run in Cleveland Brown history. It was against the Atlanta Falcons. It was yes. 90, 91, I believe it was 91 yards far. I might be yeah. ninety-two, But it, was, it was over 90 yards. Longest run in Cleveland Brown history. That's Nick Chubb. I
0: mean, he's got breakaway speed.